Hi, this is Big Girl Pants Podcast, episode 22. Hi! Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free, all the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound Sound familiar? familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned. Okay. Hi. We're here. Are we back? Oh my gosh, we're back. It's episode 22, and I would just like a little disclaimer before we start Mm -hmm. that there are many animals roaming around this room. It's like a petting zoo in here. It is a petting zoo. It's driving me bonkers already, and we just started. So if you hear panting or cats scratching furniture... Or a slight level of annoyance in Kimberly's voice. <laughs> We're we good. It's fine. It's That's fine. That's what it is. Everything is fine. <clears throat> so how have you been? Mm. I'm so good. How was your trip? Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. So tell everybody where you went. I went to St. Thomas. So fun. So basically all of the U.S. Virgin Islands you're allowed to go. Because So I was offered a trip, um, a vacation if you will. Yeah. And uh, basically the person was like, I want to take you on a trip. But I um, don't know where you want to go or whatever. Right. Um, And. Oh, I didn't realize that's how it went. I thought he like had an extra ticket. No. To that destination already. Oh, you got to pick. To pick. Dude. Let's just say that this person, I don't want to say he owed me this. But he owed me this. Fair. So anyway, um, so he says, hey, I want to go to the beach. And I was like, okay, where do you want to go? Because my passport is expired. So anywhere that I go, I can't need a passport. Uh, I don't have time to get it renewed. And I didn't have $600 to get my passport renewed and then shipped and all that stuff. Is right? that how much it is? If you get it like uh, overnighted or oh, right. the next day or whatever. Okay. So I was like, I have availability from the 18th to the 23rd. Um, and we can go to the Virgin Islands without a passport. Oh. And he was like, okay. And he literally booked it and sent me the confirmation. Brad, the Brad next Shapiro. Day. <laughs> if you're listening hint, to this. Hint, hint. <clears throat> and at first, honestly, I didn't even believe it. Like, I was like, holy shit, am I really going to go to the. And it looked St. amazing. Thomas? Like, all the pictures were so beautiful. It looked like quite an experience. Shapiro was phenomenal. Yeah, it looked like it. It yeah. was like the water was crystal clear everything was amazing all of the locals like they know that they need tourists to survive essentially because that's who comes there and spends money that's what drives their economy so they were all very accommodating very nice the last day um basically our cab driver who is um he works like our resort whatever he was like you have to do the tour you have to go to the top of the mountain and you have to do the tour and i was like literally at the top of the mountain i was like just thinking about it just makes me so excited because it was like, it was like a photo. Mm-hmm. It was it was just it was almost fake because you're just looking <clears throat> so at it. So gorgeous! Oh my gosh! And then so we went to um, those are moments of reflection <laughs> when you're just experiencing nature in its perfect form and you're just it was you're so in amazing. it. You feel it. It was so. It's amazing. a little bit emotional when you're in those moments. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. And then it was like um, we went to. Like, we explored, and we got to go see some pretty cool, like, historical things, too, which was awesome. We got to see, like, the second oldest Catholic church in the Northern Hemisphere, Mm. which was really cool, too. Um, But, yeah, and then we went to this bar, 
where these like locals all hang out. It was just like happenstance. Oh, that's what Brad wants to do. He loves going to places that yes. are not like home or whatever and going to where the locals go. Yes. He likes that. That's what I did. We went to this bar. It's called the Drunken Clam, like from uh, Family Guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, we have to go in there. So we went in there, and then they were like, there's this local, there's this party going on tonight that's like a locals party, locals only. It's a private beach and all this stuff. And we were like, yeah, we want to go. Let's go. Yeah. And it was awesome. Fun. Yes. Was it awkward with the guy that you went with? So... <laughs> He listens to this podcast. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, he's listened to every episode. Oh my. I yeah. guess who else listens? And who? I was so floored by this. Who? My here's my moment of ADD. This is the yeah, first one in this ahead. episode. Um my grandfather, my papa. Aww. I know. Hi papa. I thought that was really fun. How sweet is that? I never expected that. Did I, he ever say anything about us saying bad words? <laughs> no, but I did think about that. And yeah. I, and then you know what? When I hear people that I am like my family or close friends yeah. that they listen. Yeah. The one episode that I always go back to the and dating I, one dating to no, 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 no. <laughs> Everybody knows me well enough to know that I'm that prudish. So I'm fine. But no, the one, um, the sex therapist, mm. I'm like, Oh dear gosh. What like, did I say? What did episode? I say? <laughs> I need to listen to that one again because I'm like, I don't even know what I said or disclosed. We need I'm to like, have her back on too. We do need to have her back on. Yeah. So anyway, the awkwardness with him. So it wasn't necessarily awkward. This is someone that is from my past. Uh, we dated uh, about a decade ago and it wasn't awkward, but it wasn't what it used to be. Well, yeah, you're right. a different person. And so, and yeah, I mean, there's no other way for me to say it. it but just you had wasn't, a good time. It was a great time. It was like, I, I don't mean like the experience. I mean, with no, yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. It was like I was traveling with a friend. <clears throat> oh, good. Someone that I was very familiar with, someone that I'd known forever. Okay. And you, you know, like when you know some, when you've dated someone previously, especially for a long time. Right. Um, it was like very familiar. So it was very like friendly and yeah. not awkward. No. Okay. That's good. That's not good. And you guys stayed in the same room. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. cool. So, um, well good. Then you had a great trip and you had a good Christmas. It sounds like we were talking a little oh, yeah. bit before we got it was um, so good yeah. on the podcast. We both had a great time. My grandparents were here, which is always fun. I know. I love having all of my family here. Which, well, and that's why you bought your house, right? So you could have everybody at your house. That is why <laughs> it is why. I know. Yeah. I know. And well that, and you know, I wanted a house decent size. So in the event that family members or whatever needed to live here at any point in time, they, they could. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was so very active. I like my family. I know. And you have an awesome family. I love the dynamic here. I really do have a good family. My dad actually had a back surgery over the, um, the holidays. And so that kind of took him down for the count for a little bit. So that was, um, not convenient for him, but you know, and he just moved back from Florida uh, did I tell you back? that? No. Oh, wow. So sorry. So um, November, he quit the job that he had in Florida because it was just too hard to be away from the family. So he decided to come back okay. and he starts a new position um, in uh, January. So he had to have this back surgery so he could get back up to speed and everything. So That's amazing. Yeah. So there's that. Is your and mom then, excited? I'm sure she's really excited. Yeah. You know, we all were. We all were. Him being in Florida was just not right. That, that just, it didn't make sense for our family. We've all been so close and we've all lived so close for 20 years, Forever. 20 plus years. Yeah. Right. So it just, it, it didn't feel right for anybody. So it was great to have him back here it is great to have him back here. Um, Taylor is due literally any day. Yes, uh, It's so fun. I can't wait. 
You know, I have never been around a pregnant person like her before. She's a total trooper. Never talks about being pregnant. Isn't like women, you know, some women are like, oh, I'm pregnant. I can't, or I can't carry those groceries or I can't do this or I can't do that. She is living her best life and she is doing all the things she ever did before with, I mean, like we went to the mall on Saturday, last Saturday, uh, right before Christmas. And we had some last minute things to do. She just trucks right along through the mall, just like doing what she's got to do, carrying a nine pound baby. Good for <laughs> her. Like it's no big she's thing. She's a Virgo. We're like spirit animals. For real. I literally, I don't think, maybe I wasn't pregnant, but I definitely had either a baby on my back or on my front when I w- it carried like a 52 inch TV up like three flights of stairs yeah. or something. And I was like, whatever. I was always that way too. Like yeah. I never let pregnancy or even having a child yeah. keep me from doing things that I wanted to do. For sure. So I, and Taylor's exactly the same way. That was me too. People used to, to think watch. I was crazy. Cause I would like <clears throat> squat, like, you know, a whole bunch of weight when I was pregnant. And they're like, is that safe? Well, I'm like, what, that do you, safe? what do you think the baby's going to do? Fall out of my vagina? It's probably I mean, not going to happen. I don't know. I would think the same well, the thing. Doc- so the doctor basically just says, whatever you do before, you can continue doing, oh. but don't like, don't like you radically start change. that. Exactly. Okay. Like while you're pregnant. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. So that's all. That's everything. Um, today, what about you? Anything else? Any other updates before I just, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have to tell you this year, 2018, first of all, 2019 is going to be an amazing year. I can already tell, I know. but 2018 set me up for that because I have read the best books in 2018, yeah. like the best okay. life altering kind of books. Okay. Um, books about people who have had not the best, um, upbringings or not the best, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say childhoods, but it's like not even just their childhood. Like they just didn't have all the advantages yeah. that other people have. And yet the stories that they have, the lives that they've lived and the accomplishments that they've had, that they've got, it's so inspirational. I know. Um, one of them, in fact, was just the girl that we had on our podcast last week. Yeah. And now it wasn't necessarily about her childhood. It was just that she gained a bunch of weight and she wasn't really into working out. And all of a sudden flip of a switch, she changed everything. She lost 60 pounds. She entered a bodybuilding contest. If y'all haven't listened to that episode, it's episode 21 and it's, it's amazing. What's her name? Amanda Ruan? Ruane. Ruane. Mm-hmm. And it's thick to fit on Instagram. Guys, I got to tell you, I was so inspired by her story. And m- more than just her story, her ability to decide, I'm going to make this change. Yeah. And so two other books I just recently read, I, we talked about one, I think, on episode 20, which, which was Educated. Her name is Tara Westover. Same thing. Perseverance, grit, like these, these people, they encompass all of those things. David Goggins's book we're going to talk about today, um, Can't Hurt Me. These people just decided I'm going to make a change. Yeah. It's very rare to find someone who wants to change and actually does the things necessary to see change. Executes their change. That's right. Yeah. Most of us, me included over the last forever... <laughs> Over the last blankety blank years. <laughs> I have always said I want to do 
you know, lose weight. I mean, that's, I should give myself, I'm, I'm learning through his book too. He calls it your cookie jar, but I am learning to give myself credit. Like I did finish my degree. It took me forever to do it, but, yeah. but I did do it. I do, I do have a lot of grit, so I don't want to. You paint really the, do Shapiro. I mean, well, I don't want to paint on. the picture that I don't, but, come on. but that said with weight loss or working out right. or that kind of thing, I don't, I right. never have. I always wanted to make those changes, but I just didn't do the things necessary um, outside of my diet. I could alter my diet with no issues because I genuinely love healthy food. Right. But if I didn't... Well, it makes you feel better too. So like when you feel better, you're yeah. more inclined to want to do that. But yeah. exercise has always been a struggle for you. Always. Yeah. Always, always, always. Yeah. I mean, I literally did not like it. At, and I still don't. <laughs> but now, I don't know, through this book, I mean, it's been a month now where I have been totally committed. And I know that's baby steps, right? Like, you know, somebody listening out there might be like a month. Oh, yay. But for me, y'all. But think about the people who are listening though. And I joined this in September. So I should say it's been since September. But think about the people who are listening that want to go to day one. Right. Right. That's the thing. It's all about baby steps. It's all about, and it's also when you get started, you're going to stumble. You're going to fail. You're going to have days where you fall off the wagon or whatever you want to say. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And I think what happens is people feel guilty and they're like, all right, it's over. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yes. Instead of just jumping back in and rebooting and just starting again. I love that you're talking about this right now because I'm actually working on, because you know, I want to be a trainer, right? Yeah. So I'm actually working on a program that I'm going to release like right at the beginning of the year. Um, that talks about like, basically it's going to be called where the fuck do I start? Yeah. Right. So it's like, and it's, I'm going to have a cute little asterisk where the you goes instead of saying fuck, but whatever. Like I'm, I'm creating the ebook right now and I'm creating the, the, the different options for different people because for me, kind of like you, how, you know, maybe you don't like lifting weights or maybe you don't like this or maybe you don't like that. Like I really want to cater my programs around what people actually like and what they'll do. Right. Right. Because it's like, you're more inclined to do something if you like it than if you hate it. Well, and I think too, it's also identifying the things that will keep you motivated Yes, for women specifically. Weight loss is really not a real, I'm not saying it shouldn't be the ultimate that's where I want to be, right? but weight loss saying I want to lose 20 pounds really shouldn't be our goal right? because it takes so long for us to lose weight, yes. it, like on scale weight. Yeah. So, you know, we might see a change in our clothing or all of that before we ever see a pound drop on the scale. Yep. So for us, I think it's more realistic to say, you know, um, for this week, I just want to commit to going. Yeah. Like week one, I just want to commit to going. You know, I'm going to schedule it. I'm going to go. Even if it's 30 minutes, I'm going to go. That's I week one. That you, I love that you say that, schedule it, because... you got to schedule it. If you don't schedule it, yeah. then life gets in the way. It's easy for you to cancel it on something to... that isn't a commitment. Yes. Like, even just putting it in your calendar yes. in your phone. Putting that, it on the calendar, seeing yep, it visual. That, that is why Orange Theory works for me. Mm-hmm. I go at 4.30 in the morning, and because it is on my calendar, it is scheduled, it is there, Yeah, I go. Yeah. But if like it was, that. if it was just okay. something like I'm working out tomorrow, yeah, I don't know. I don't right. know. I don't know if I would still do it. So I think scheduling it, it's easier to flake. Yes. But week one, I really believe small steps should be all about just getting there. Okay. And then week two, you know, maybe whatever you accomplished week one was just getting there. Then week two. Okay. You know what? I'm going to commit yeah. to walking or running a mile 
every day. Or, or maybe it's just Monday through Friday, whatever whatever it is, or five days this week. Yeah. I'm going to commit to running a mile or walking, whatever you do. And then you just up it. Every week it just gets a little bit more. So it's really more about endurance. It's about getting there. And obviously we know if you're committing to that and you're doing it and it's increasing week over week, yeah. you're going to see weight loss. Yeah. But we get, as women, we get so frustrated if we get on the, like today, here's a perfect example. I've been going to Orange Theory since September and I haven't lost a pound. Yeah. Not one, but I can run now for 20 minutes where I never could do that before. Hell yeah. Right? I yeah. can lift, I, I just upped today my weight um, from, it was a 10 pounder when I first started. It was 20 pounds today. Yes. So it's getting, That's awesome. yeah, it's getting better and yeah. I can roll faster. You're getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. <laughs> Your I can actually building. do more than five push-ups without thinking I'm going to die. <laughs> so, and, and you know where you lay flat and you lift your legs and your arms together? It's yeah. like a kind of a core builder. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even do two when I first started and I can do 20 now. So it's that kind of stuff that I'm starting to see, but no weight loss. But you know what? I'm motivated yeah. by the change in my endurance. So I just... That's my plug on that. But That's amazing. I love it. It's fun. It makes me so happy. It makes me happy. And yeah. like, I'm excited to go now. I'm starting to see a shift in, like it used to be like I drive, and you guys have all heard me say this, I drive there and I hate it. I'm there and I hate it. I drive home and I yeah. hate it. And I'm not saying I'm completely away from that yet, but I'm starting to like it. Does it feel like, like I better go and I have to go and I have to do this so that I can feel better about my day yet? No. Okay. No, for me, it's about calories burned. Okay. So like I... You're like, I need to eat food, so I need to work out. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's, it, that's a good place well, to and be I, too. And I know that if I don't go, then it's going to set me back on my ability to um, run. Like we do this thing called um, uh, an all out. Yeah. And that's where you go as fast as you can. And I'm up to 7.0. So, and I was at 5.5 like when I first started. Yeah. So I know that if I don't go at least five times a week, yeah. that will slide and I'll start Dude, over. that's so amazing though. Five times a week for you? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. That's amazing. I'm loving it. I, well, I mean, I'm loving, I'm loving, it's not that I'm loving working out yet. It's okay. You can say <laughs> I'm loving it because I, once you start saying there. these things over and over in I your know, mind, then you I will know. actually start loving it. I, I But I'm getting there. I'm, I'm definitely getting there. So... Tell me, um, so everybody out there, we're going to talk about David Goggins' book. Um, it's called Can't Hurt Me. So this entire episode is really going to be a book review. April <clears throat> sent me this uh, maybe a month ago, and I think you had already started reading it. Nope. You were going to read it. Yes. So I had and not- And I technically didn't <clears throat> read it. I listened to the audiobook. So I did both. Okay. I listened to the audiobook, but then um, because there's challenges yeah. that, are, that he talks about, um, which by the way- didn't you love the way they did the podcast after 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 every chapter? Loved it. I love that it. That is like that is like a pioneer move in audiobooks. Love it, y'all. Here's the thing. So get a, if you don't know what Audible is, A U D I B L E. You can also get it on iBooks. That's where I bought mine. Okay, true. Yeah. Um, I have a subscription to Audible, um, which is why that's what and I use. Let's talk about that real quick. The subscription to Audible uh -huh. does that make every book like sixteen dollars or no? I pay thirty dollars for three books. Um, a month. A or? month. A month. Okay. But I unfortunately usually have to like buy more credits okay. because I need more. Like I go through more than just three books a month. Hashtag humble brag. No big deal. Well, I read all the books. I 
do read a lot. But when we, I don't have a kid anymore, like at home, then I will probably read more books. Well, I didn't read like this when I had kids at home. Exactly. I just didn't. Yeah. I mean, I read maybe once a, well, a book a month when the kids were little. Yeah. And then once the kids, um, when Taylor moved out, it didn't really change. When Callie was still home, I was still not reading. Well, I don't know. That's not entirely true. I think it changed when, when Kylie was in high school. But now, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I all read the all, time. The, all the time. All the time. And I'll read four books at a time. Like what I read in the morning yeah. is not what I listen to. Like what I'll listen to in my office. And it's not the same thing as I will read at night when I go to bed. I love it. So it's just different things. But anyway. We're still the same there. Different things like you read. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, one. Because sometimes I need a light read. Sometimes I need a serious read. Sometimes I need a motivational read. Yeah. Like some, yeah. Yeah. Well, it just varies. And I like um, like my self-development stuff. Um, so when I look at self-development, some of it is professional and some of it is personal. Right. So professional development, I like to listen in the morning before I'm going to work. work. Yes. Oh, and when I get ready, like that's where I get most of my listen time because when I'm putting on my makeup yeah, and, you know. That's when I listen to stuff too. Right. Yeah. And then when I come home from the gym. Gym, um, I get back home about five thirty in the morning, and then I like I have this you know schedule. I make my eggs, I make my coffee, and I listen then. Yeah. So from five thirty, excluding the drive to and from the gym, because I listen as well there until I get to my office. That is some form of professional development. I like that. So Seth Godin, um, it's usually somebody that's going to help me with my day. I right? like it. And then at lunch, um, if I because sometimes I'll listen at work. Yeah. Um, in my lunch, and then on my way home, which takes me a lot longer to get through these books, is um, personal development. Okay. Which is why, if you if you noticed, it took me a long time to get through this. One. I love that you compartmentalize all this stuff. This is nice. Like yeah. I really like that schedule. I do too. And yeah. then at night, before I go to bed, is not a listen. That is an actual book in my hand, physical, physical tangible. book, and it is a personal, not a. De- it's not personal development. It is. Like a fun. memoir. No, I don't do fiction, but it's like a memoir. No, but like fun for you. Something I like Michelle Obama's book is what I'm reading right now. And yeah, I'm that would be categorized as fun for me, like okay. a fun read. Because yeah, yeah. you're reading it not to improve upon right. something. You're reading it so that, for enjoyment. Yes. Yes. And actually educated Tara Westover's book was my quote unquote enjoyment book. Okay. But I it, it, it should have been considered Yeah. Well, but it's her life, right? Yeah. It was her life and how she was, remember she was raised in Idaho with these crazy parents and, and you're like, oh wait, <laughs> and, but then she wound up getting a PhD, had never even gone to school a day in her life until she went to college. It was just so a bizarre amazing, story. Man. So that wound up falling into the David Goggins category of like self-development, yeah. um, but it was really more of a quote unquote fun read. So, so I read this book. So uh, I, unfortunately... <laughs> Do not listen or read as much as you do. I do listen to podcasts all the time, though. So I wouldn't say that I'm not like yeah, oh, absorbing no, information. Yeah, for sure. for sure. But um, when I bought this book, I listened to it and probably finished it in about four or five sessions. So yeah. I was listening it took me to it. a lot longer. Yeah, I was listening to it like every single morning while I'm getting ready. And I mean, my, my you know, schedule is similar to yours in that I'm getting up at five and getting ready for like an hour and a half or whatever and getting ready for my day and getting my kid ready Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I listened to it in about four to five sessions and I just could not stop. And anybody that I've told about it that that got the audio book, they're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. And it, it literally like, for me, the biggest thing that I took from it was my excuses are shit. Like my excuses are shit. Right. Like he has so this, his story. And I don't, like you said, I don't really want to give away. 
I don't have the ability nor the power to give away his story. I could sit here and talk about it, but if you, unless you listen to the way he talks about yeah, it, you got to hear him and the narrator. Tell his story. Yeah. And then just everything, the way he describes it, you know, and you're, he's so good at alliteration. Is that the right word? Well, his ghostwriter was yeah. good at telling him story. He, and he's very open about his, the fact that he had a ghostwriter. Yeah. And that he's not, he, he does not consider himself intelligent. Um, you know what? He, he doesn't. He talks about it he all. He doesn't consider himself strong either or accomplished. No, he does. He does. Yeah. He does. He totally, what, he struggled in school. He couldn't read. Yeah. He didn't, he, he barely got into the military because he couldn't pass the tests. Yeah. So, but he's a professional it, cheater. It's right. He was but it's so his good. perseverance and his ability to just um, stick with it and do it yeah. is grit. It's stick to itiveness. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what's so incredible about this story. But I think that's what people need to listen to is, in my opinion, is the audiobook because yes. between each chapter, he gets on there with the ghostwriter. And um, what's his name? Do you remember? Ad, I think his name's Adam. Oh, I guess it could be. It's probably well, it's, in here. Um, but yeah, he he gets on there and they have a dialogue. It's basically a podcast between chapters uh, where David is actually telling his story and giving you even more detail than what you would get in the book, which was really, really cool. I know. Um, so anyway, I, I did want to talk about, and we're not going to talk about his background because we want you to get the book and we really want you to read it. Um, because this this book, and I don't want to sound dramatic. Oh, I just turned it on <laughs> on my iBooks. I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to sound dramatic, but life altering, life altering, game changer. It was a game changer for me, and I'm going to tell you the biggest takeaway. And then I want to hear what yours was. But the biggest takeaway for me, we had an episode. I think it was the second or third one that we ever did, and we were talking about how we feel when we look in the mirror, mm. and we need to. Mm-hmm. Be positive and, and, you know, if we look in the mirror, we're feeling ugly. We need to sort of fat. I should say fat, not ugly, but if we're feeling fat, you know, it's okay. You've got to learn to love yourself. Please understand when I say what I'm about to say, I still believe that. Like I still, I'm like 50, 50. I still believe that we need to find a way to love ourselves and love our bodies because it's what, it's what God gave us. But one thing, oh my gosh, I'm going to read it because y'all read it. I just you get to. I want you to pick like okay. First of all, I'll for those wait them. a minute, I'll go through. Wait them. for those of us who are listening, obviously, because we're not on YouTube yet, which we will be soon. Shapiro has like probably fifteen post-it notes in this book, Ten. and I was like, Ten. I want, I want you to talk about the post-it notes because they're the challenges. Yeah. So it's um, one of the reasons I bought the book in addition to the to listening to it. Well, when I do that with all books, but it's because I like to make notes in books on things that I find relevant, earth shattering, whatever you want to say. So this book has challenges at the end of each chapter that I'm going to implement into my life. Like I find all of these things um, instrumental in seeing real change, but back to the mere thing. So in chapter two, he literally says this, I'm just going to read it because I feel so guilty even like believing this, but he says, if you look in the mirror and you see someone who is obviously overweight, that means you're fucking fat. Own it. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never, I've never, like, I've always wanted to say, no, you need to love yourself. You need to like, you need to be okay in your skin. We had a whole episode on this, but let me tell you, it resonated with me and got my butt moving more than anything else. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. 
Because so, I'm like, stop it, Kimberly. Yeah. Stop it. You, I'm not fat, and I know that I'm not fat. No. But I'm not what, I, I don't have the muscle tone that I want to have. Yeah. And I know that. And yeah. when I look in the mirror, I say, well, for 43, it's not so it's bad. It's not that bad. Right? It's just but not that bad. Reading this made me say, it doesn't matter if it's not that bad. Yeah. It matters that you're not happy with it. Exactly. It matters that you never do anything about it except look in the mirror and say, eh. Or it's not that bad. Right? So are, are you, so you're settling for it's not that bad. So this book, literally all, made me say, get off your ass and do something. About it. Right? Right. So, okay. Okay, so you want to talk about the chapter? Or, oh, yeah, no, I want to know second. what your takeaway was. So, first of all... The biggest takeaway that I had was my excuses are shit. Yeah. Like literally my excuses are shit. Right. And when it comes down to anything, right? Because it's like, if you want something bad enough, you'll fucking do it. That's right. So a little bit of a backstory. The reason why I told you to get this book. So he was on Joe Rogan's podcast a long time ago. Yeah. And then Joe Rogan was like, you need to write a book because, you know, as you've known from this book now, he went through Buds three times. He broke the world um, pull-up record. Just so many different things that he's done in his life. And for him to be this kind of person then to not have a book, Joe, yeah, Joe right. was like, you need to write a book. So he wrote a book, and then he came back on. And then he started talking about it too. And Joe Rogan, on a, on a separate podcast, which is funny that you say that that was the biggest takeaway from you, is like look at yourself in the mirror, be real fucking honest with yourself. Yeah. Because they start talking about fat shaming and how we're supposed to accept this whole thing. And David Goggins talks about that in his book. He's like, no, I looked in the mirror and there was a fucking fat man in front of me in the fucking mirror. So it's like, yeah, like be realistic. Right. Where I'm not. And that was the best thing that I, I, he didn't say it verbatim, but that was the best thing that I took from it was, you know, it's not about acceptance for subpar performance Mm -hmm. it's about it's about striving and driving yourself to do better in all aspects of your life well and believing in yourself enough to know that you can do more you can do better you can if you want it bad enough you can do it yes and he does this this book isn't just about weight loss it's about um get you know academics it's about like you can apply it to literally anything, anything in your life yeah. anything i don't think i don't even think that the underlying message of that was weight loss i think that he talked about what he went through yeah. to get into the military mm-hmm. after he had you know he at first what lost 100 pounds or something to get into the military but then gained it all back and then had to lose it yeah. again yeah so it was like it was less of Weight loss focus, more of mindset focus. It was all about mindset. This whole book is about mindset. Exactly. It's about, it is a book about how you change the way you think. Yeah. But, and and for him, it wasn't even about just, I have to lose weight to get into the military. It was also, I've got to pass this test and I haven't, like I read it at third, he said, I read it at third grade level. Yeah. And he got a, and not even on the first one. Or did, used to, not But when, when he was applying to get into the SEALs, he had to make a 50 yeah. And he made a 50. Yeah. And he was like, he like left and he like broke down and he was like screaming, like calling yeah. his mom. He's like, fuck yeah, mom. And she's like, and oh my God, how much did you love that? Like his mom All throughout the whole book. Oh, I know. She was his Her number support. one supporter and yeah. like just every, which was Big phenomenal. cheerleader for him. Huge cheerleader for him. And I mean, he went through so many hardships. It was like, you know. Y'all have to read the book to hear this too, man. You totally the, the have to read it. stuff he went through. Yeah. The challenges. I think a lot of times people 
have a tendency to blame their situation on their bad childhood. Mm -hmm. Their mom wasn't nurturing enough. Their dad you know, was mean or not supportive or, you know, they had a learning disability or whatever the situation you read this book and you will realize it's just an excuse. Yep. Period. My excuses are shit. Yeah. That's like a tattoo I'm going to get for 2019. (laughs) (laughs) My excuses are shit, but it's true. Like it just the the amount of things, especially for like someone like me, you know, cause I, I would, I would allow those tapes to replay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then it was like, I read this book and I'm like, like, so true. Literally nothing. There's nothing standing in my way ever. No, ever. And especially for a guy like this, like the, um, the physical accomplishments that he achieved with the mentality, it was like, of course, some of those physical accomplishments are, are achievable, right? Because other, other men have made it through the SEALs training. Right. Right. Has anybody else made it through three times? No, no. And then it, went to the Rangers. Uh, was it a the yeah, army Rangers, Rangers, army Ranger school? Yeah. yeah. No. Leading it, didn't right. he come out with like honors or something, whatever they call that? But well, yeah, well, he didn't. He didn't make it through there. He did. No, he didn't make it through. Remember, he didn't make it through Ranger School because he was like the very last physical test or something. He was asked to leave because he went the <gasps> wrong way right. around or something. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And the guy, but regardless, him in. He's but like, regardless, come back. I thought he went back. No. Okay. Yeah. But regardless, he still went through it. And I mean, the pull-up contest, the competition, oh like 4,060 4, or something like that. And then not only that, not only is he doing all this stuff for the military, right? Because yeah. he's like, I got to do this for the military. Then he starts volunteering his time and racing hundreds and hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. Like so bad that his knees start breaking down. His legs are breaking down. His ankles are breaking. Like, yeah. His whole body is shutting down. You know, one story I remember that I just loved was when he was talking about that um, pull-up contest. Was it pull-up? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so cool is he he rallies. He wants to do the, the world record, break the world record for the number of push-ups that you can do in 24 pull-ups. hours. Pull-ups, pull-ups yeah. in 24 hours. So he, I believe the record was 4,060 pull-ups. Something crazy. That somebody set before him. But what I love is he had, he was at like a CrossFit gym and he had all these people come in. Uh, that, you know, there were a lot of naysayers and people that didn't think he could do it. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And he doesn't do it. Uh, yeah. And, not only that, he went on the Today Show yeah. and he didn't do it either. Right. Yeah. So he could, in, in his, he talks about this in his book. He's like, that could have been a point for me to say, I can't do it. Like, I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, the, walk away. You walk away. His hands were like, he, he describes it. This is terrible. I hate to say it. Like hamburger. He like said, hamburger. They, and I Googled image. He I was did like, too. He's like, Google image David Goggins yeah, yeah, pull yeah. up hands or I something. I'm like, I'm going to I Google right now. <laughs> I did too. So anyway, but he at that moment, he could have decided just because from a health perspective, from a, all right, I failed at this twice perspective. I've, I've made a, a fool of myself and, you know, not really, but you know, people said, just you can't my do body, this. just my body. Well, there's that too. Yes. Well, and then he decides, no, I'm doing it. Yeah. And he did it. He doesn't quit. He did it. He He's never like, you quit. just, it's a mind. You've got to, you've got to persevere. When you set these goals, you've got to see it through. That was like the same thing he was talking about, like during SEALs training. I think it was the third time that he was talking about it. And you know, they're in the frigid cold water and they're carrying yeah. like these big old boats and they're just doing all this stuff. And, you know, his, his instructors are just looking at him mm-hmm. and they're saying, I will make you quit. Yeah. And he's like happy. He's yeah. elated. Yeah. He's like, 
they ain't going to make me quit. Yep. They're not going to get in my head. They're not going to do this. He talks about how to do that. Yeah. That's the best book. part about yeah. it too. Is that like the challenges and how to take yeah. all of this information, all of these experiences and move forward with them. Yes. I want you to read like five of the, the post-its. Okay. okay so, um, challenge one, we actually could get through the challenges, um, and just hit like a highlight of them. Okay. Cause we've got 30 minutes, um, so I think we could get through because I'm not going to give a lot of information, just kind of like a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. snippets. Mm-hmm. You have to get the book if you want the info. Get the book. So challenge number one is he, he talks about journaling becoming the very, um, the number one thing that you need to start doing. Yep. And the first journal to this, to starting, you know, like getting on this path is to write down all of the things that keep you down in your mind. You know, as it like, what what's your... You know, how were you raised? Was it, were you beaten? Were you abused? Were you bullied? Were you, you know, were you, um, assaulted? Were there, he goes, what, what keeps you insecure? What keeps you down? Write them all down. Get real, get raw. Just talk about every, or write down everything that keeps you down or keeps you from thinking you deserve whatever it is you want, right? Or what you've been handed, yeah. Right. And so he's like, give your pain shape. You Use this to start telling your story. It's also going to give you your why, right? And then he says, share it with everybody. Once you define it, he says, there's something powerful about people knowing your story. Yeah. So there's that. That's number one. There's a lot more to it, but I'm not going to give all that out. Um, number two, he talks about, um, which is my favorite and the one I'm going to do for sure. I'm going to do all this, but the number one, I'm, this is the one I'm really excited about is the accountability mirror. Yes. And that's where he talks about get post-it notes and write up on your accountability mirror, all of your goals. And each post-it note represents, and I think you said have two different colors, right? Like, is that like the, yeah. there's the actual goal, right? And then there's what I'm going to do to get there. Yeah. And he says, you put that on post-it notes and you stick it on that mirror and you look at it every single day. It's staring you in the face. Yep. I love that. Um, and that's the one where he said, if you look in the mirror and you see someone who's obviously overweight, that means you're effing fat. Yep. And I'm like, oh, it really does. Dang, man. That's exactly what he means. I'm like, that's harsh, I love the, dude. I love the part where he was like, you know, he's like, the reason why I did all of these physical things was because I was like fighting against my brain. Mm-hmm. He's like, but then my body just, my body is just a side effect of all of that. Yes. I love it. I do too. Challenge number three, um, he talks about the calloused mind. And do you remember what that was? That's where we, um, we do the things we didn't think we could do. Yep. Um, so he says, get out your journal again, write down all the things you don't like to do or the things that make you uncomfortable, especially the things you should be doing and are not doing yep. and write them down and tackle one, you know, a day, a week, whatever your goal is, but start checking those things off and start, and he call it just um, callousing your mind. Like you're training your mind to, to be tough and right. to be able to tolerate the things that you don't want to do. Yep. Because the problem is we talk ourselves out of a lot of the things we know we should be doing. All the time. So, Me with laundry every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little thing. It's so true. Um, another one, I love this one. He talks about taking souls. Let me tell you something. This one mm. resonates That with was exactly me. the point, the part that I was talking about where Which one? his, his um, drill sergeant yes. is looking at yes. him and he's like, yes. I took his soul because yep. I started singing a song from like a movie and yep. everybody else started singing yes, with me I and I that. took, he was like, I took his soul. 
Love it. Because they wanted to break me and I wouldn't let them break me. So what he... And I'm like, yes! Yeah, I, you, the whole book is that, right? You're going, yes! The whole time. So, You're like fist pumping in the air, like listening to so, it. And I'll tell you, I still, I'll get on the treadmill and I'll be going and I'll start to breathe heavy and I feel like I'm, you know, I'm going to die. And I start thinking David Goggins. Literally, I say this to my mind, hashtag David Goggins, hashtag David Goggins. Because I'm like, if that dude can run 100 miles without even preparing... I Dude. can go 10 minutes and you know I can run 10 minutes miles and he didn't even prepare for it. He had myoplex and Ritz crackers. I mean God. It's insane. So taking souls what he means is you think about your biggest opponent and it and it can be, you know, in life, it can be in a moment, it can be whatever it is, you find that person and you just, you prove them wrong. You yep. beat them at their own game. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, I have, there, there is a person in my life, um, somebody that I, uh, it's a professional connection. And this was the most inspirational concept, I think, for how to deal with this difficult personality. I just thought, okay, now I know what I need to do. I need yep. to take her effing soul. Yep. I'm like, that's what it is because I'm so tired. I'm like, you I can't been, hurt me, bro. Well, right. Can't I've been so exhausted by this person's like childish behavior, and negative energy, negative, negative energy, and just constant complaining. And so now I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm just going to beat her at her own game. Yep. So that's kind of fun. Like I, I definitely loved that concept. And then that could be anything. Somebody that, I don't know how he even writes it. I'm not going to say it. I'm just like, you need to get the book and read it because it just tells you how to get past these difficult personalities. Um, and he says, whoever you're dealing with, your goal is to make them watch you achieve what they could never have done themselves. Take those souls, breath. Take those souls. Hashtag taking souls. Yes. All right, I'm going to pour some water for everyone who's listening. It's so funny when you do that. When I go back and listen. <laughs> I'm pouring water into my cup. I'm sorry, everyone, if Actually, you can hear it. Actually, I didn't hear it, but I can edit it out, too. Okay, good. Um, so challenge number five, um, visualize what you can change. Focus on it. See it. This is huge. Massive. Huge, huge, huge. We, human nature, is to focus on the things that are ailing us, the things that are bothering us, the yeah. things we can't change. Negative things. The negative <laughs> stuff. We, we really process that and focus on that, and that becomes what we think about. Yeah. Stop thinking about that. Start thinking about visualizing, seeing yourself. If you're, Let's say your goal is weight loss. Visualize yourself in the place where you are ultimately trying to get to, yes. right? Or if you want to do this bodybuilding contest, visualize yourself on that stage getting that first place prize, That's right? That's what I've started to do. There's a girl that I follow. Um, shout out to Tammy. Um, Hi. There's a girl that I follow that I went to high school with that, you know, she's done like I think three or four, maybe five competitions. She has four kids now, still looks amazing. Wow. Um, but yeah, every time I need inspiration, like literally just last night, I was having like cravings for like bad food because I ate a bunch of bad food. Yeah. Like not even on vacation. I ate perfectly on vacation until the last day. Just Christmas. Just Christmas. Stuff, yeah. yeah. And then, but I went to her Instagram and I scrolled through all of her old photos. I'm going to give her a shout out on Instagram now today and tell her I talked about her on my podcast. But um, I looked at her old pictures from when she was competing and I was like, that's where I want to be. So I'm telling myself in my brain. If that's where you want to be, you cannot eat any more fucking peanut butter, okay? <laughs> You're not allowed to eat peanut butter. You need to stick to your diet. Like, that kind of stuff, I was like... And that's... Basically, that's what's happened since 
this I read this book. It was like I'm re rewiring or it re-recording really the tapes. Does. Like I'm I'm able to like check myself, like put myself in check, like sure, nobody can see you. Sure, yeah. it's only you and Chloe here right now. And but nobody will know. But it's like with me. You. It's all me. Right. It's so funny. We 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 do lie to ourselves and we we set these appointments too, right? And then we're like, oh, I don't really feel like going. And it's like you're doing this to yourself. Yep. This is you're you're breaking promises to yourself. Exactly. That's not gonna hurt anybody in the long run. Nope. But you. Yep. And what it really means, what it really boils down to, is you don't really want it as bad as you think you do. Because when you really want it, you'll go you after will it. do it. That's yeah. right. I really believe that. But anyway, so his challenge five is stop visualizing on things that you really can't change. Like your your history, yeah. like you know where you came from or the kind of childhood you had. Stop focusing on that stuff. Right. That you shit can't doesn't matter. It. it doesn't matter. No, but you can change the future. Yes. You can change where you are today. The only thing you can control is the present and the future. You that's cannot right. change the past. You cannot like there's nothing that you can do that's going to go back and affect that. Exactly. Um, and then challenge number six is he calls it the cookie jar. I love this because I am I struggle with this. So really acknowledging your accomplishments. He said, this is another journal thing where he says, write down an achievement list, um, obstacles you've overcome in life. And um, whether it's as small as quitting smoking or overcoming depression, a stutter, whatever it may be, getting organized, just things that you're proud of yourself for, write them down so that you can start well, one, you can pull from it, right? Yep. When you need it. But two, because if you haven't written them down and you don't really have a good, clear list, then you're not going to be readily able to just kind of pull towards that mentally when you need that encouragement. Yeah. So he says, write it down and really, really um, take some time to think through that um, and set ambitious goals. Um, and then, you know, after you achieve those goals, that that goes into your cookie jar kind of thing. Yeah. So, but I love that. I mean, there's been a lot of things... Just being a teen mom, right? That alone. Just being a teen mom and not becoming a, a true statistic. Like, yes, I was already a statistic just by being a teen mom, but I overcame that yeah. by, you know, wanting a career and wanting to do more, wanting more for my life. Well, believing in yourself enough to know that you weren't going to become a statistic in yes. that term. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I kind of, you know, I powered through. Well, that's a huge win, right? Getting my degree Dude, after so, so many, many years. things that you've done, though. I mean, let's be real. You know, you're just in your career, but also, I mean, the things that don't make you money. You mm-hmm. have a great family dynamic. You have yeah. awesome children. I do. Who I'm are not really like kids addicted to drugs. And, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they really are in my You've done jar, so though. many things. I mean, you've maintained a marriage that's, you know, almost a quarter of a century long. Like there's this, all of those things matter. True. You have a beautiful home. Thank you are you. responsible. You're beautiful. You're nice. You're a nice person. You're a good person. You're not like, you know, only focused on money. Like all of these things are right. all amazing attributes and they don't have anything to do with, you know, your piece of paper that you got from college or, you know, how much money you make a year. Right. Yeah. Right. Because those things it's are so me. much. <laughs> right. But it's so much more than that. It is. And I thank you for saying that because I, I, I do forget that those are huge accomplishments as well. Um, but that's one of the things like he calls out. It's like, get your list, things that go in your cookie jar so that you can find those things when you're feeling down. Or yeah. When you and need when the people motivation. give you compliments, just say thank you. Yeah. Just take it. Yes. Yeah. I suck at that. 
Yeah, you do. It's okay. <laughs> um, challenge number seven, he calls it remove the governor. Um, he's like, it's your job to push past your normal stopping yeah. point. So, um, I love this. There's nobody else that's going to make you do it. Nope. You have to do it. It's just like it. what you were talking about with Orange Theory. Same thing with me. Like, uh, literally, it's this book is just so amazing. It is so amazing. Like, I'm on the, the Stairmaster this morning, and I'm like, okay... Like normally I do five minutes of warm up, 10 minutes of sprint, five minutes of cool down. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to do 15 minutes of sprints. And like, yeah, and I'm telling myself like, I have to go further than this. And this guy next to me, ironically, you know, everything happens for a reason, but he was like busting his ass on sprints. And I normally take it kind of chill. Like I do like medium interval training as opposed to high intensity interval training. So I was like, all right. All right, I see you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's a race. It's on. Like I'm it's a race. We're about to go. I'm about to go harder than you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, it was like that. And then again, telling myself you can do more. Yeah. you can do harder. That's it. That's what you do. That's what I've been doing. That's how this. When I say that this book has changed my life, I know it sounds dramatic, but and it's, especially it's for the someone that like are in you, in my mind that yeah. that are pushing me through that yes. I'm finally powering through mentally. Yes, where before I would not have done that. Well, and especially you, because how many books have you read? <laughs> I know that's the in the thing. last ten years. How many books do you think you've read? Oh, in ten years, three thousand. Oh my god, I don't even know. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like for that, for this book, and for me, I, I love to read. I've read since I was a little girl. I think my first book that I really completed was Anne Frank's Diary, and I think I was in like third grade. Yeah. So, from with that kind of history and your kind of history, for the fact that this book is so impactful, yeah, right, right. That's Brad and I were just talking about it last night. Like, why is this so different? Like, I read. So because he's no bullshit. He was the lotus flower that bloomed from mud. And that's the beautiful part of it. So, um, you were talking to Brad about, yeah, we were talking about how I've read all of these books over the years, right? Years. Yeah, man. How, and how many of them do you think fall into the category of self-help or motivational books? 90% of them. Exactly. So, the the difference I think is well one you called it it's it's the no bullshit like he just calls it out but two I think it's that he really focuses on the mind yes more than anything else yeah. and and he also talks about we human beings we can do more than we think we can so much more we can push ourselves harder this is all about just deciding it's all about flipping the switch yes which is why tara westover's book was so huge to me which is why amanda from thick to fit is so huge to me which is why he made such an impact and i think all of these books came into my life at the center these people books whatever yeah at the same time it they just flipped the switch and they said you know what i'm doing it yeah because he was like y'all he was not an impressive human being up until a senior year of high school. Like, yeah. I mean, his senior year, he literally flipped the switch and made a choice. And he decided, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you know what I love? He fell off the wagon and he kind of went back to his old ways. And he wanted something. There was something that was important to him. He flipped the switch and he did it again. Exactly. And this is, he just reboots and restarts over and over and over again. And I think that is what resonates is that his, his, like he's real. He's a real person who fails, but perseveres. And dust yourself off and try again. And he just like, keeps he doesn't on allow, going. I mean, you don't make it into the seals once. Not a lot of people go back. That's my You don't make point. it into the seals twice. Nobody goes back. You don't make it into the seals three times. You go three times through buds and completion to completion. I know. Like nobody does that. No. That's unheard of. But he did. Yes. And he just kept 
persevering. He would fail the test to get into the military. And he's like, I got to, so we'd get a tutor and he would study even harder. I know. And he would take it again. I know. So many people. I think this fail. is for sure something like a book that I would read like once a year oh, or for once sure. every other year or whatever. I, I'm going to need This is to like a reset. Because, yeah. And I need to find more books like this. Um, just, I don't know, man. He's kind of like, I know he's kind of one a, in a million, one in ever, one in uh, everybody, <laughs> one in just ever. So I don't know. Um, so back to the the challenges. Number eight is schedule it. Um, he basically says, if look you look at you, look at you, right? Look at you, girl. Right? Look at you. So he says, if you don't get it on your daily calendar, you will make excuses to not go. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that you're not still going to make an excuse if it's on your calendar, but once you, it's like committing to it. Exactly. You scheduled it. I'm going and you do. Yep. And I think that's a lot of it too, is that self-talk of just deciding I'm going. Yeah. This isn't up for debate. Yeah. This isn't up. We're not, we're not going to wake up at four 30 or what time I get up at three 55. When alarm's going to go off, we're not going to go oh, I'm So tired. It's so cold and I don't want to do it. No, be it. You're going <laughs> wake up this. And that was like so many things. Like, uh, whenever I, I recommended this book to so many different people and I was like, listen, this is my brain. Yeah. Like, this is how my brain works. And that's why people are like, well, oh, you can't just skip the gym for one day or you can't just not go or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't think you understand yeah, because this is, this is how I'm wired. Right. Like if I like, and they're like, well, you wake up early in the morning and you do this and you do that or whatever. And there's going to be like, again, naysayers or whatever. But it was just like, it was explaining so many of the things that I had gone through and then right. to hear it from someone else who has achieved so much more than I right. have and even so much more than I had in my at, my point in life right now, you know, like he, well, yeah. So you find your kindred spirit in this. Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm like, you're my soul brother. (laughs) Yeah. That was not my experience. My experience is more like he's the electrician and I am like, he's coming in and rewiring me Yes, because I was not that way. Yeah. But he fixed it me. (laughs) I'm repaired. He fixed it me. (laughs) Um, challenge nine. Greatness is uncommon. Be uncommon. Heard that. You know? Yes. How great is that? And how lonely of a journey, like, his journey is, too. And think about yeah. what was his constant, his mom. His mom, yeah. Everybody's got to have some Everybody's got to have corner. that, right, yeah. He says, greatness is not something that if you meet it once, it stays with you forever. He said, it evaporates like a flash of oil in a hot pan. Yes. So once you would, basically what he's saying is, once you achieve that greatness, you better set another goal. Yep. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. You yep. got to find something else to strive for because yep. if you don't, you become complacent and lazy. Yeah. So. And success is a great place to rest. Right. 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 Well, and whereas you know he what? could, he could. And if you think about it, in my opinion here, this is why I think so many people in their 40s and 50s. Um, hit hit kind of a crossroads in their career and in their personal lives. Yeah. Because God, the the we tell ourselves, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get through school, elementary school, not when you what I'm sorry, primary school. Yeah. You get through school, then you then you have middle school, then you have high school, then you have college, then you have then you get married, then you have kids, or you know then you buy a house, then you know and then on your professional life you're striving for the manager role, then you want the director role, then you want the VP role. And then you hit all of these milestones, right? And so often those milestones are all reached and all accomplished by the time you're 40 to 50 years old. Yep. Some, sometimes later, what? same times later. Right. 
But then people hit all, they checked all those boxes and they get to the end of the road and they're like, now what? Oh, well, I, so what are my goals now? I did it all. What am I supposed to do now? But now what? So what? I just wait 15 freaking years to To retire. retire? (laughs) And then they get depressed. And then they have the midlife crisis, right? And then they have like the sports cars or for some men, they have an affair because they They, need that adrenaline rush, that excitement, something, all of it. Right. Because they, now they have lost that next best thing. Yeah. There's not so that There's is nothing why to strive for. it is so important for you to stay on top of yourself and once you hit a certain goal then find something else to strive for. Yep. And and everything can't be about work. Everything can't be about raising your kids. Right. Everything people have to have this multifaceted life, I really believe, so that when their kids go off to college yeah. or leave the home, yeah. they're not devastated because they have nothing left. Yeah. Or when you do reach that VP role or whatever it is you're trying to strive for yeah. at work, um, you know, maybe it's a, a monetary goal, whatever it is. But once you reach it, you're not stuck with like, well, crap, what now? Right. So if you've got multiple things that are of interest to you, mm-hmm. you don't find yourself floundering because you've got something to strive for. It's funny that you say that too, because in my entrepreneur bro group, um, we talk about the kinetic wealth wheel. Mm. So we talk about like how being wealthy isn't, you know, just monetary. Right. And we talk about all the different facets of your life and how you should really d- dedicate Diversify. and devote time yes. to all of the facets because, you know, when one drops off or when one isn't like, let's say your kids go to college, you've got something else, you have other things to put all of your energy and focus. Right. In. Yeah. And I think that's why when my kids left and we were, we became empty nesters for the first time. I didn't skip a beat. Yeah, because you have so many other things going on. I have so many things going on. Well, and you didn't like allow yourself to not be yourself right. as well as being a mom. Right. Being a mom never was my my definition. Like it, it didn't fully define me and I never and I you. never allowed it to. Like right. I didn't want it to. Yeah. I loved 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 being a mother of little children. It was so much fun. And I do miss that. Like I I did relish it and I just thought it was so much fun. It is. But at the same time, it yeah. never was all consuming for me. Well, and that's like what, you know, people <laughs> have said that I'm selfish or how do I manage all of the things that I'm doing or whatever. And I'm like, listen, like one day she's going to have a family of her own. One day she's going to be grown. One day she's going to graduate from college and have a career and live in another state if she wants to. So if I allow my identity to lie with my daughter, right? Where does that leave me? So true. Like, and that's the thing. It's you know, you don't know where your kids are going to go and what kind of life they're going to have or where it's going to be. Yeah. And you can't be crushed when they choose a life outside of you because they're going to. They're supposed I hope so. to. I hope. They I mean, do. if if you raised them right, then they're going to do that. Yeah. Says the person who lives two miles from her mother. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did that. <laughs> so fun. I know. I'm like, yeah, Kimberly, you just say all that, but your mom was right <laughs> down the road. <laughs> I love your whole family, though. Your family is goals. They my, they are pretty great. I love them. I'm very fortunate. I can't deny. Okay, the last challenge, um, it just says fail. And we talked about that enough. Oh, like, I love that. It and he, he actually does say, get the journal out again and write out all the great things, everything that has happened to you after a failure, because we all know that so many of our accomplishments, if we stop and really think about those accomplishments, we didn't just get there by constant wins, right? right? 
we fell, we stumbled. It, we we had to experience some negativity before we actually got to where we wanted to go. Yeah. So he says, write those things down and really think about all the failures that you had to go through before you actually accomplished. And just remember, if you're not failing, you're not trying. Failing is a part of life. Yeah. Failing is necessary. That is where you learn your lessons. For sure. That is where you figure out how to do it the right way. You got to fail before you can figure out what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And if you don't try, you don't fail. Yeah. For real. We wouldn't have electricity, people, if nobody tried. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't even know what gravity is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of it. I really, really hope that you guys go and get this book. I can't, I mean, we've already said how many times, you know, how. Go ins- get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just changed the way I think. And this is not a paid podcast. We're, it's really we're not. Doing this. We bought the book on our own. Yeah. Nobody paid us to do this. It's, it's, it's changed both of our lives so much that. Well, and you already felt this way. This is just more of like you finding somebody with some good little nuggets on how to keep going and keep doing all the things that you do. Yeah, and all and I think the biggest one maybe because I said, you know, my excuses are bullshit, but I think the biggest one for me is removing the governor. Yeah. Cuz it's like you know, to be fair, like for anybody who tells me like, "Oh, you can't do that or whatever." Fuck you. Yeah. Like and that's how, and but it, the biggest person I need to say fuck you to is myself because yeah. it's like, you know, when I'm doing the cardio or when I'm lifting the weights or when I'm doing this or whatever and I'm making the excuses when I'm not doing my laundry, like, you know, like just get out of your own way. Yeah. Yeah. So true. But yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. If you don't like to read or whatever, get the audiobook. I recommend the audiobook. I do period. too, just because they do the podcast between chapters. They do the commentary and mm-hmm. you get to hear from the author, like everything that was going on, all of his like terrible childhood stories you know how his relationship with his father is strained and how his relationship with his mom is strengthened and you know how he he's climbing and climbing and climbing these mountains and then something happens and he's down at the bottom again and how many times he did that so many times it's, it's like that 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 diagram that they say is success right people think that your success is linear it's yeah. never linear it's always it always goes up and down. ebbs and flows for sure yeah so this, um, just a little plug on what's upcoming over the next three months. We, yeah. We we're have booked, bro. We're booked. We and are booked. Man, we've got some great people coming on this show. We've got some authors. Um, I think we have three authors. We have some um, community leaders, people, people who have been impactful in launching um, different things around our community, which is super fun. We've got um, just some professionals uh, that are coming in to talk about how they kind of got to where they are. I'm trying to think who else can be I'm not going to drop names. A lot names, of people, but, but yeah. It's a lot of good stuff. I'm so excited. I am too. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, please check us out on our website, um, Big Girl Pants pod.com yep and soon maybe the next episode or the episode after that will be on youtube it won't be the next one it, it'll be the one um, after that yeah it'll okay. be the one after that where we will finally start streaming to youtube you know how many people have told me they will watch us if we're on youtube i will watch us i think it'll be i'm fun. gonna put us in the link like every story yeah 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 our link to our youtube um, channel somebody just recently told me that when you start watching yourself um especially in these like length of periods like a whole hour of just watching yourself you notice all these quirks and ticks and things that you do that you Great. never knew that you Can't did wait. i know i'm like oh this is gonna be fun probably for me saying like like or whatever or the f word <laughs> you're like hopefully it's the f word so if you stop saying it <laughs> 
Um, okay, well, that's it, y'all. Everybody have a happy new year. Um, this is going to drop on New Year's Eve. Yay. So, yeah. Party. So, everybody have a happy new year, and we will see you back in, I guess, a, a week. week. Yeah. yeah. Bye, guys. Thank Peace you. Out. Bye.